Thanks, Vic. Brian Noonan, 720 WGN. Michael Heidemann behind the controls. It's time to talk a little theater. We talked mortgages and money. Now we're going to talk about theater. And uh, a wonderful, wonderful production is playing right now at the Broadway Playhouse at Water Tower Place. It is the Timeline Theater production of Oslo, the 2017 Tony Award winning uh, play that tells the story of the back-channel negotiations that led to the 1993 Oslo Peace Accord. When, uh, If you remember the news footage and you saw a Prime Minister of Israel and the leader of the Palestine Liberation Organization shaking hands at the White House, uh, you might think there were a lot of big bureaucratic things happening that led to this, and there probably were, but the main thing that led to this were back-channel negotiations that were set up on an estate outside of Oslo, Norway. With me now on WGN is the director of the production, Nick Bowling, and one of the fine cast members, Jed Fader, who plays uh, Avi in the the this production gentlemen thanks for staying up late i know the uh, i know the show got out uh, just a little over an hour ago so i appreciate you staying up with me <laughs> of course uh did we michael did we lose uh oh we did we lost nick we are going to get nick back but jed i want to welcome you back you are a northwestern alum so uh welcome back home Cats. so it is Thank uh, you. you are on the you are on the flagship of the uh, northwestern wildcats so we are glad you are here uh and you also people yeah. may recognize you not only from your work around here but you were in the in the uh first north american tour of aladdin which was also another wonderful show i was yeah i just did that for about a year and so now you are in oslo and i i have to tell you i you know, it would take us hours and hours to deconstruct uh, the entire Middle East peace process and everything that's gone on there. And I went into the show knowing the basics about about what was going on. What struck me, not only uh, from your performance, but the rest of the cast, was the humanity and the urgency that came across. And more importantly, the sense of humor and, and the laughs. I didn't expect that many laughs in the show. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's the nice thing about this show is we talk about a lot of really big ideas, right, with the politics of the area, with the tension and the conflict in the area, but the way we are looking at it is through a very personal level, which is sort of what these talks are about. They're about taking the big things and breaking them down to the small things, building personal trust, building a personal relationship. So that lends us to a lot of humor, a lot of, you know, looking at people and their relationships. It's not just the big politics and the big ideas it's also really looking at people well that that's what uh, that's what struck me it did take it down to that very personal level because uh your character is negotiating for israel and um you know you're you're meeting with palestinians and it suddenly it wasn't about these two governments it was about these two men and similarities come out and and big differences come out but it was uh, it just it was a great character study uh, along with a wonderful piece of history Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, and yeah, I think that's the real joy of getting to do a show like this, too, is um, uh, you get to really explore a big thing in history and a big thing that is still very current. But through the lens of, well, let me look at this one person and let me see how they saw it. Now, your director has rejoined us. Nick, I'm sorry we uh, I'm sorry we lost you. Nick Bowling is the director of Oslo, which is playing through October 20th at the Broadway Playhouse at Water Tower Place. You can go to broadwayinchicago.com to get your tickets. Nick, thanks for being here. Uh, wonderful show that you put on. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, Oslo was a 2017 Tony winner for Best Play. It had been staged not only in New York but in London. With the Timeline Theater... and. You, 
First of all, tell people what what the mission of the Timeline Theater is, because you're the founding artistic director, so you know about that. How did you decide that Oslo was the performance that you guys needed to mount? Well, I'll I'll start with the happy to happy to be here. Thank you for having us on. Uh, The mission of Timeline is uh, to to explore plays that uh, plays that explore history through time and and that uh, connect to today's social and political issues. So plays inspired by history. Um, and so uh, Oslo uh, J T Rogers, who wrote the play, uh, is a friend of ours, and we've done one of his other plays, a play called Blood and Gifts, a few years ago. And um, and he immediately after you know writing this play called uh, P J Powers, who's our artistic director and me and said hey this this play is a is a home run for timeline's mission and um i don't i don't know if there's ever a chance that you'll you guys could ever get this play in chicago because you know we're kind of a, a, a middle-sized theater here in chicago and there's a lot of major companies that that uh, were very interested in this play as well um but a couple things a couple kind of magical things came together one was the fact that we are able to do the show at the Broadway Playhouse, uh, which is part of the Broadway and Chicago series, and uh, connect with all of their subscribers. It's a 550-seat house, which is five and a half times bigger than our house on <laughs> Wellington. And the fact that we had this great connection with JT, uh, those two things really helped make this happen for Timeline and uh, allowed us to get this you know, really amazing play uh, and to get the Chicago premiere of it. The first time anybody in the city is seeing it, unless... They were in New York or, or in London, which is which is really cool. Now it, that is very cool, and it's uh, this is also Jed's uh, f- debut with Timeline Theater, so that's very exciting as well. Yeah, it is. When you're when you're mounting a production that has been, you know, it had a great run on Broadway, and then it was in London, and now you're going to bring it here. Obviously, you you want to stay uh, true to the script to to the material, but how do you how do you look at it so that it's similar to what's come before but it's got its own timeline theater spin on it it's a great way to put it i mean the main thing is about is casting and that's that's sort of number one immediately when you bring in a group of chicago actors and these are all chicago actors one of them now lives in new york but he spent most of his life in chicago so it's it's all all chicago actors and and that generally means um well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a believer that Chicago actors are the best actors in the in the world or in the country for sure. Um, but but you know, that's that's a matter of choice. <laughs> of course, New York people believe the odds the same. Well, that's them. New York. We don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, come on. Uh, but you know, the thing is, is that <laughs> what it what it definitely means is that it's going to have a kind of a. I think uh, a kind of a truth and a kind of uh, a, a rugged uh, Midwestern kind of quality to it. And and what's exciting is that none of these characters are are you know Midwestern or or Not at sort all. of uh, gritty in any way. They are Norwegians, they are uh, Israelis, and they're Palestinians. And so it's fun to kind of have that understanding of seeing that world through a, a Chicagoan's eyes. So that's I think that's pretty makes it pretty special. And they all, the entire cast was wonderful. Uh, it just yeah. from top to bottom, Jed and everybody else in there was uh, was terrific. I'm Thank I'm you. I'm curious, Jed, as you so you you we mentioned that you were in the uh, in the tour of Aladdin, and now you're coming to your cut. You come to Oslo, completely different kinds of productions, uh, not only material but scale and everything else. As an actor, is it is it a difficult transition, or is it just well? Listen, this this material in Oslo is so specific. There's, it's easy to get into this character. It's easy to become uh, Yuri. I mean, that is the most 
thrilling part of being an actor. It's sort of the, the one of the best parts of this uh, business and this career is um, that, you know, you can do one thing at one time and then the next thing down the line can just be, you know, it's all in the same world. We all operate under the same umbrella of theater, but it just means so many different things. And, you know, those, like those two shows have, you know, they ask very different things of the actors mm-hmm. doing them, but um, it's uh, like at its root, it's still just like exploring these different people and um, these different stories. And it, it's just, it's so, it's, it's so fun to do something that is in such a different world and then something else right away that is just on the sort of the flip side. I, it's, 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 so, you know, that it, it's, yeah, it's part of the challenge, but it's part of like what keeps, uh, this job so fun all the time. Did you know anything about the, the facts behind the play before you, uh, before you got cast and started doing the, the research to become your character? Um, before, like I even had heard of the play, um, I knew, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people know, um, the bullet points about mm-hmm. this story. Um, a lot of people remember that, or, or the handshake, you know, right. the, uh, the with 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 Clinton on, on the White House lawn, and a lot of people remember, and then people who know a little bit more about it may know about like the the first and second intifadas in Israel, these these uh, uprisings and these violent times of extreme violence. There, I remember like as a kid, like uh, hearing like now is a time when people can't visit Israel, like it's not a, it's not a safe time for tourists. You know, like I, we know about the bullet points, right? Um, it, it, it's so interesting to like then once doing all the research for this sort of it starts to that skeleton starts to get filled in with all this tissue when you find out what was going on behind the scenes that really nobody knew about and also like um especially like when you see the show we we say like you you hear all these bullet points of like this happened in the world like at this moment right this thing happened and and sort of to be like oh wow well I'm, i knew about that but then especially like somebody who just gets to watch this i got to go through a similar thing researching it of like oh wow that's what was happening behind the scenes while these things were happening that everybody was aware about a lot of the, the most interesting part about that is a lot of the things everyone was aware about were these extreme moments of contention and what people were trying to do behind these the scenes were these extreme moments of finding each other, reaching across the aisle and figuring each other out. So, yeah, I, I, I knew only some, and I learned so much more in preparation. Well, Nick, I love the staging, and as Jed was saying, in the audience you're given these bullet points, but the little video montages, a lot of different things, because uh, I'm, I'm guessing, and I know you didn't write the show, you're just directing the production, but it's... It's one of those subjects that it would be probably pretty easy to get in the weeds because the the Middle East and it's mentioned in the show, you know, this has been going on forever and how are and people never think it's going to get solved, but you guys have made it you've you've made the history lesson easily accessible and a lot of information and you that you don't even realize you're absorbing as you watch the show and you're leaving oh wow I, I actually learned something tonight. This is some. This is unexpected. Yeah, J, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give most of the credit for that uh, to J T. Rogers, who wrote the play. But he, you know, J T. writes um, plays, uh, and soon he's writing a movie of this, and and he'll be writing some other t- uh, television series and all sorts of things. What he's really great at is just what you said, which is disseminating a lot of big kind of 
global political information into into kind of uh, something that doesn't feel like a like medicine or be um, boring, and he's he's able to put it into characters' mouths and and into interesting situations, and he's able to get exposition, which is a word we use a lot in the theater, um, out without it seeming heavy-handed. He ha- yes. even has a narrator in this play, and usually a narrator is a very dangerous thing for a play <laughs> to have because the narrator feels like now I'm here to tell you what's going on. Right. But but this narrator, interestingly, is really the only woman involved in this whole story. Yes. And she is, in many ways, the least um, forceful and the least kind of uh, <laughs> driven character in the show in some ways. And yet it's, it's that quality of hers that she's the listening character of the play. She's, she's the the one that's going to sit back and think before she speaks, uh, whereas all the rest of the guys in the play are just the opposite. And that's who he's given the narration to, which is a really smart thing to do, um, because we end up trusting her from the beginning and really falling in love with her and depending on her to kind of kind of just hold our hand just enough to take us from uh, through these really kind of complicated waters, in a way. And the audience falls in love in love with her, but also... Uh, it seems as if many of the main characters fall in love with her as well. Yeah, it's true, and and that is all. You know, the fun thing. A lot of people have kind of said that JT's play is is not all true, and of course it's not. JT, you know, he he himself says, "Hey, I took my my lesson from the greatest writer of all time, Shakespeare," and he didn't write plays that were all historically accurate. Right. But JT's play is, and a lot of it is incredibly accurate, actually, as we did all of our research, uh, and including the fact that really. All all of the guys involved, they all came to fall in love with Mona Yule, who is the, the character in the play. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say from the beginning of the conversation that I was just got out of when, when my, my phone got disconnected was to say that the, the idea of humor actually was a part of the conversation in the actual talks as well. Oh, they, really? Jokes and humor became an important part of it. And one of the guys who was who was an upgrade from the Israelis later on, I think it was Joel Singer, said at some point he said, I knew that like one of the first things I had to do was find my way into the humor club that had become that had, that had come out of these these conversations and these talks because apparently uh, Yair Hirschfeld and and Ron Pundak and and uh, and uh, 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 Ahmed Kurea and uh, and uh, Asfor, uh, uh, all of the guys that were involved had found these jokes and were were kind of having a great time laughing all the time. And he knew he had to sort of find his way into that. So that's something JT wanted to pick up on as well. Obviously. Well, it was it was not lost. The laughs were big. I got to say, Jed, you did a wonderful job because your character comes in uh, after after things have started, and he's. Hmm, uh, how do I put it diplomatically? He was kind of a jerk. Uh, and he, yeah, but, he, sure. but then, as you, he takes a 180-degree turn as the production goes on, and by the end, you're like, this guy's not that bad. That's what I'm going for. I appreciate. Well, no, it was because, well, just I, and I don't want to spoil it because I you've got to go see Oslo. Uh, it's through October 20th at the Broadway Play. But he comes in and he just his look is like, oh, this guy's going to be trouble. And then he kind of yeah. is, and he's a fierce negotiator. And but then his as as with all the characters, his humanity really comes out, and you you realize 
This guy's just doing what he thinks is best for his family and his country and everybody else. Yeah. And it was it was a nice turn because it could have, I think, in lesser hands, it could have been the jerk part could have stayed and the humanity could have been lost. But you you blended it wonderfully. Thank you. Yeah, it's interesting. We had a we actually had a post show talk back after the show tonight, and it's and somebody asked about. Um, well, you know, how accurate him coming in as a jerk is or, like, why we think he comes in as a jerk. And, you know, it's sort of like what Nick was just talking about, about these guys coming in and feeling like they need to be in the humor club or, or being, you know, he comes in and, like, all this, he doesn't know these talks are even happening basically right. until two weeks before he gets involved. They've been going on for almost a year, so he comes in and he's like, you guys have already formed this club. Did we all forget what we're trying to negotiate back home? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. You guys like each other. Do you think everyone at home is going to like what you're doing? So he sort of comes, you know, they're all there. Yeah. It's what keeps the show really interesting. They all really care about the thing that they're trying to achieve. And they also all, you know, really care about, they care, they care equally about the, the peace that they want and about the, the, the implacable needs of the people that they're representing. So it's sort of, a, that's a great little rock and a hard place to be in as a negotiator. But um, that's like the, that's the humanity then that we have to try to navigate the whole time we're doing it. Yeah. Well, it comes, the, uh, it comes across yeah, gonna, very well. I was going to say that the writer told us that uh, we did a, a FaceTime with him in the first week and he told us, the meaner these guys are to each other, the better the play is. And, and the truth is, which is a fascinating yeah. thing, yeah. like, again, I'll say, especially as Midwesterners, we, that's a hard thing for us to kind of uh, wrap our brains around. But we learned that what, what he does in this play is sets everybody up as a jerk from the beginning. Almost everybody in the play at some point is set up as a real jerk. And right. even, even, even Tadia, the, the Norwegian guy, is, you realize, oh, God, he's, he's willing to... You know, he'll sell out anybody yes. to make this thing happen. And But then you also, he, he wants to push that as far as he can and then wants to see how far he can push them, and yet you still care about them. And that's that's a really fascinating thing with play. Well, and the, the thing you said about the meaner they are to each other, the better the play is. Yeah. There's a scene yeah. in, uh, maybe it's the second act, where everybody turns against Tedia, and it's vicious. And yeah. <laughs> even though even though you know... He probably deserves most of what he's getting. It's still yeah. it was still kind of hard to watch. It's like, boy, the whole schoolyard turned on this one kid. Yeah, again, somewhat based in some truth, uh, apparently. And yeah. the guys, they were very tough on Teddy. He, I mean, here he is. He's the guy in the middle. He's the guy that's, you know, and they all kind of knew that he was telling he t- telling the other side what they wanted to hear sometimes, you know? So he, he was, he was sort of selling his soul to make this thing happen. And that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. You know, that's the person who gets squeezed the most, obviously. And he does in this play and he drove them crazy, I think in some ways, and they didn't always trust him. Of, Of course, because he had to, he had to kind of bend the truth on both sides often to get people just to even come back to the table, you know? Well, it was a, a wonderful, wonderful show. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it is Oslo is running through October 20th at the uh, Broadway Playhouse at the Water Tower Place. It's a Timeline Theaters production of Oslo. You can go to broadwayinchicago.com to get all the tickets. If you want to learn more, you can go to timelinetheater.com. And you can follow uh, Jed Fader, who uh, is wonderful as uh, Yuri Savar. You can follow him on Twitter at Jed underscore, then the word underscore. 
So, and you can follow his acting. You can uh, people can follow you because you are a musician as well. You are multifaceted and a Wildcats. Are you going to get a chance to go to a game while you're in town? You know, it's a good question because we got Saturday shows. But you know, the uh, ones I don't go to, I'll listen to on WGN. So. Oh, look at that! That is a beautiful uh, plug. That? We're going to pull that out, Jed. I appreciate it. Well. Uh, <laughs> Nick Bowling, who's directed Oslo, and Jed Fader, who is uh, one of the uh, wonderful cast. Thank you both for staying up late. I do appreciate it very much. Uh, it's a wonderful show. Break a leg. Continued success throughout uh, the rest of the run. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate Thanks it. so much. Take care, guys. Thanks very much. Again, you can go to broadwayinchicago.com, and you can get your tickets to go see Oslo. It runs through October 20th. It is a wonderful Wonderful show. We'll talk a little bit uh, more about that. But first, we've got to do this. Then it's news time. WGN.